Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Always appreciate everything First Bank does for Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon, and uh, we hope that you enjoy the upcoming hour. Opening segment of our show every day is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. They're a great place to be contacting now about your first Southern Miss tailgate. They can cater tailgates of any size, large or small. Uh, They'll have hot, delicious food for you, cooked fresh each and every day. Uh, It'll make a great tailgate, and it'll make a great catering source for any upcoming event that you may have. So we hope that you'll keep Dickie's Barbecue Pit in mind. Kelly Sander will be joining us uh, later in the program. We're going to kick off things today by uh, talking to Heath Hinton, who is the proprietor and owner and operator of uh, Big Gold Nation website. Uh, Heath, how are you, buddy? Well, looks like we lost him. Let me, uh, let me reconnect with Heath Hinton. Uh, Luke, meanwhile, uh, how are you today? Doing great, Bob. And, and while you're getting Heath back, just a couple things uh, to remind people about. Golden Eagles were off yesterday and uh, and Sunday with football simply because school started yesterday. And so the guy's back on the, the field today, and they're going to be uh, starting that game plan implementation for uh, for South Alabama. We'll talk in, in just a minute with Heath, not only for the Golden Eagles side, but some of the South Alabama side. But, yeah, Southern Miss really implementing the game plan and, Got to be uh, a little thankful you get two weeks really to prep uh, with uh, this weekend being week zero in college football. But, but yeah, Golden Eagles back um, on the practice field today, and I hear that we've got Heath back. So, Bob, take it back. All right, Heath, uh, glad to have you back. Sorry about that uh, misconnection right there. Uh, Heath, we talked a lot about Southern Miss football here in the last few weeks, of course, and uh, pretty much analyzed everything that we've been seeing in fall camp. But what we haven't talked much about is the, op- the opening opponent, uh, which is the University of South Alabama. Now, that's that's what started everything last year was the surprising loss to South Alabama here in Hattiesburg. Gold Eagles go on the road, of course, open the season down in Mobile. A, a bit of a mystery in a sense that it's a brand-new coaching staff, brand-new quarterback. Hard to predict what the Golden Eagles will be faced with, but uh, your early observation of the opening appointment of South Alabama. You know, it's a team that has a lot of mystery around it. Uh, you got Kane Womack, uh, a lot of everybody at Southern Miss knows who Kane is, of course. And, and coming in, you also got his offensive coordinator, Major Applewhite. Um, so you think they're going to be a spread type of team coming from that uh, Texas system as Major is. Um, but really, you don't have know a lot about what they're going to do. Last year, when they beat Southern Miss, all they did was drop back and throw go routes and throw it 40 yards down the field and had the wide receivers uh, beat the cornerback. That's pretty much what you saw all game. And then 
once that happened, they ran the ball some in the second half. It wasn't a secret. It wasn't like it, the formula to beat Southern Miss was, it, it wasn't that impressive, but what it was, you kind of looked at Southern Miss as a team that almost looked a little less prepared than South Alabama last year, so I don't think you're going to see that this year. Uh, Kane Womack, you know, what kind of defense, what he did at Indiana. So, you know, he's going to have a pretty stout defense. Will they be able to come together for the first game? We'll see. Offensively, they've got uh, Jake Bentley and uh, Desmond Trotter quarterback. Who's going to start there? Nobody knows. The receiving core with uh, uh, Jalen Talbert is – we saw what he could do last year. And the offensive line, they're going to have to – where Southern Miss is strong suit offensive line, I don't know if South Alabama's strong suit is going to be the offensive line. So uh, they also have the running back, Carlos Davis, who is suspended. So South Alabama is a team that uh, there's a lot of question marks. You really just don't know what they're going to do. You know, the last couple of years in our conversations with Patrick McGee, he pointed out to us on many occasions how aggressive South Alabama got in recruiting Mississippi kids and particularly kids off the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So we're going to see – we're going to see some Mississippi kids in that South Alabama lineup when uh, when they tee it up here in a couple of weeks. Sure are, and also that's uh, Patrick was right. That's what makes this game so important. Bragging rights recruiting. When you got two schools that are what ninety minutes apart, they're recruiting the same area. They just built a brand new football stadium. They just built a brand new uh, football complex. So they're trying to. Uh, they're trying to make inroads into Mississippi, especially South Mississippi, and recruiting a win like this could go a long way for Coach Hall into uh, establishing South Mississippi as he is. And, you know, South Alabama, you're not going to be able to come in and poach players. So a win in this game is huge, not only for the season, but for future and recruiting uh, prospects as well. Right. Luke? Heath, uh, we were talking off air. There, there's a lot of relational connections between these two coaching staffs, particularly two former coordinators for Southern Miss or a quality control analyst for South Alabama. Now, you got to go way back for the offensive guy, Chris Klonakis, who was OC at Southern Miss from 2000 to 2002. He was uh, he was there when I was the first two years. But, but a very familiar name the last several years, Tony Pecoraro, the former defensive coordinator for Southern Miss as the defensive control analyst. So while he doesn't know, you know, Will, Will Hall's uh, secrets because he hasn't coached beside him, he knows a lot of the kids that are going to line up offensively and defensively for Southern Miss. Yeah, he's going to know who to attack and which way to attack them and uh, what players, you know, are susceptible to double moves and uh, who to run screens at, what side, uh, who's harder to block in the run game. Who He's done a lot of that, but it still comes down to execution. And uh, when you look at this game, you look at coaches. And when you look at having a first-year, most schools have first-year head coaches. But you kind of start looking at which coach has done this before. And you got to give the edge to Will Hall there because he's been a head coach already um, at a lower college level. So you kind of have to give him the edge going into this game when it comes to planning and, and getting ready for a game. But, yeah, there's no question South Alabama is going to know. Look, both teams know what each other has. Both teams have recruited each other's players probably or watched them on film. So they, there's an idea of what both teams have. It's not going to be a situation where they don't know what players on the field. They just don't know how they're going to utilize those players. 
What what scares me about South Alabama, um, the the known for sure, two of their receivers coming back last year, Jalen Talbert against the Golden Eagles had six catches for 169 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Wayne, six catches for 101. So those two guys are back. So they had a combined 270 yards against really the same secondary that we're going to have this year. But, you know, you throw in there Jake Bentley, who's uh, who's transferred. He, he was in a, a, a two Power Five programs. Now he's at South Alabama. But but for me, Kane, Kane Womack, a defensive-minded coach, obviously his fingerprint's going to be on – you know, the whole football team. But when you got an offensive mind like Major Applewhite, I mean, you just let the guy do his thing. And so you've got a, a really good play caller, offensive coordinator in Applewhite, and you got two returning receivers who lit the Eagles up last year. Yeah, it's scary. It really is. But you hope that Southern Miss is what they've done on defense. And as much as Coach Hollis talks about the secondary, how much it's improved this year, you hope that uh, – the newcomers they bought in the secondary can help with that, and maybe Southern Miss will be a little more prepared. I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of it last year was, and there's no no fault because they had such a short time, but Southern Miss did not look ready to play that first game against South Alabama. I think you both can can agree with that. Southern Miss was not ready to play that game. I think this year is going to be a little different with Southern Miss being ready to play, and we'll see what happens. I do agree. There's a reason this is what a one-and-a-half-point spread right now on the road for Southern Miss is uh, minus one-and-a-half. It's going to be a tough game. It's gonna, not going to be an easy out. And, you know, you're going to find out what this Southern Miss team is all about uh, first game of the year. Isn't it a great opening opponent, though, uh, Keith, and Heath, in the respect that it's it's not a – it's not really what you think of an, as an easy game, like maybe the Grambling game is looked at. But it's certainly not a game that you really don't have any chance of winning, like the Alabama game. It's a chance that you, if you go play well, you can be competitive, have a chance to win, and it really kind of sizes up early on where you are. Sure, I mean it's one of those it's one of those games to where you know it kind of makes the whole idea of a regional conference more uh, more enticing when you think of going South Alabama only driving an hour and a half from Hattiesburg, and a lot of people south of Hattiesburg a lot less than that, and getting to go watch the first game of the season on the road. Uh, just And it's a regional uh, team that beat you at home last year. So you're trying to start that rivalry up. This could become a big rival. Uh, I think it's a great first game. I think it's a great first game that fans can buy tickets and go to and not have to worry about traveling halfway across the country. All right, we're talking to, talking to Heath Hinton on the Eagle Hour. We're going to hold him over. We want to talk to him about other Conference USA teams as we're less than two weeks away now. Is it the same old people uh, that you know you've got to beat? Are there some new faces? We'll see what Heath Hinton says about that right after this break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, if you're getting ready for the opening game, you got to have some new swag. You'll find the best selection of that at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. They're on Hardy Street. They're open Monday through Saturday for your shopping convenience. If you prefer to shop at home, and some people still do, 
You can go to campusbookmart.net and uh, Kathleen and her great staff will deliver your merchandise right to your front door. We're talking to Heath Hint from Big Gold Nation. All right, Heath, uh, let's look a little bit at Conference USA football, obviously just around the corner. Uh, is, is it the same old faces? Is it UAB and Louisiana Tech in the West? Uh, perhaps Mar- well, Marshall and Florida Atlantic in the East, the teams to beat? Or are there new teams that you think are going to make a run and a lot of noise in the conference this year? Well, if you want to start off in the West, that's where Southern Miss is first. Take a couple of teams to watch out for. Uh, Rice and uh, UTSA. I think Rice got a new quarterback. Rice is a team that they weren't far away last year. I know uh, they didn't play much last year, but I'm telling you, it's a team that's got a good head coach. Um, they They've been recruiting for two or three years now. I think Rice is one of those teams you better watch out for in the West this year. Also, UTSA. Uh, Coach there has done a fabulous job. The West is probably as stacked as you've ever seen it in Conference USA. There's six teams in the West that could that could possibly win it. There's no question about it. There's six teams that could possibly win it. Uh, it should be a much deeper and much more fun conference race this year which means wins are going to be harder to come by. But, man, in the West, you could go UAB, La Tech, Southern Miss, UTSA, Rice, maybe even throw a North Texas if they go their way. There's six teams in the West that could win this thing. That's how much fun it's going to be in the West. Now you look at the East, and uh, you kind of look at Marshall, Western Kentucky. Uh, Marshall's an interesting team because they got a new head coach after winning it last year. So, uh, I don't know. Florida Atlantic, a team that if they had some offense, could really do some things, but I'm not sure about that because, you know, they had a prime opportunity last year and just couldn't do anything offensively. Southern Miss kind of beat them pretty bad at home last game of the year. And uh, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, Old Dominion, FIU, I don't see them doing anything in conference. So I think in the West, you have six teams. In the East, you've got three teams that are going to die for it. And I didn't hear you mention, I think they were included in the six teams, but UAB has a great head coach, a, a guy that oh, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed that he's still there, in all honesty, that he hadn't been uh, snatched up by a Power 5 school somewhere. As long as he's coaching UAB, I think UAB is a really solid contender to win the Western Division of the league. And what's amazing about UAB is they do it year in and year out with people picking them to win the conference. And the reason I say that is Southern Miss did that in the late uh, late 90s, early 2000s. But to be the top dog in Conference USA for as long as they have and win what, three conference uh, championships in the time they've had and shutting the program down, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive what Bill Clark has done to rebuild that program. And let's face it, they are they are the top dog in Conference USA right now. There's no question about it. Right, and it's easy to forget that the program was shut down just a few years ago, completely out completely out of business. And since coming back, all they've done is is pretty much consistently compete for the conference championship every year. Yeah, I mean they've been to it two or three times. It's it's absolutely amazing what they did. Now that being said, the NCAA did give them a handout when they said, "Hey." We're going to give you some extra JUCO scholarships to help rebuild your team. So they did do that, but still, though, 
what Bill Clark has done is just, it's fantastic. And I'm surprised he's not picked up somewhere. There's a power five school that if they need to build a winner, uh, he's the guy I would look for. I would look for him in a heartbeat. So can Southern Miss realistically uh, go into the year uh, with hopes of of making a bowl game and competing for the Western Division championship, or do you have to give the new coaching staff more time? I think they put the pressure on themselves. Coach Hall wants to do it now. So if you talk to him, he's already put the pressure on himself and the coaching staff. Uh, Could they win it? Sure. Uh, You know, it's just like everything. You're going to have things go your way. You're going to have to have guys that come back from injury, and you're not going to have to have the injury bug hit you if you Southern Miss. If you can stay really healthy throughout the season and, uh, you know, not have to dive in your, to your extreme depth a lot and that goes your way, then, yeah, Southern Miss, uh, things go their way in a couple of games. Yeah, they can play for the, uh, the division, but once again, it, everything is going to have to go your way for it to be done. But I think a winning season in a bowl game is not out of the question. Uh, I know Luke's got some basketball he wants to ask you about, but one more quick question. I, I was told yesterday that uh, that the team is over 90% vaccinated, COVID vaccinated, and we haven't heard anything about COVID-19. So right now uh, it does appear, if I'm wrong, right, tell me. If I'm wrong, tell me. But the But the program is staying ahead of the virus right now as we head into the season. Yeah, and I'm knocking on wood right now as you say that. Um, Yeah, they are 90% uh, vaccinated. Look, they've done a good job of putting protocols in place, and the kids seem to really uh, take to those. They haven't had a problem yet, God forbid, but, uh, you know, that's one of those things that could change any minute. But for right now, what they've done, they've done a good job of really keeping keeping COVID under control and uh, been pricing normal and, haven't been shutting prices also. The staff and the athletic department's done an incredible job. Right. Luke? i got one more football question, and then I want to switch to basketball. Heath, uh, any final over the, la- the this next week or so, any final position battles, things still to be ironed out? Seems like the uh, the offensive lines uh, has, has almost been settled, but anything our listeners can know on either side of the ball, position battles still going on? I would say, you know, maybe uh, – it was a short linebacker position right now, and we'll see what happens, especially if they're going uh, too deep there. It's uh, who's going to start because they've got injuries. Don't know about that yet. Don't know if those injuries will come back fully. Uh, but really, you look at the team right now, everything is uh, pretty much it's pretty much set to where they're going to have right now what they have. All right, so as uh, shift over to, to basketball and uh, with you know the updated rosters coming on, Southern Miss fans go on to the, the Southern Miss basketball roster uh, right now. A couple names missing um, that Southern Miss fans looked at last year. Uh, Javarzia Bel- Belton, the big 6'10 freshman, um, who was a big man last year, uh, was, was really big and, and just kind of had to learn basketball. He's not on there. Arthur Kanatsuk, not on there. And then a couple new names that we had not talked about. So so I guess first off, talk about uh, why possibly some of those guys aren't on the roster that, that uh, either redshirted last year or, or played a lot last year. Yeah, Javarzia Belton is just a, a great kid. Um, but, you know, right now he just needed to go about and uh, get some playing time at a JUCO 
uh, work on his game a little more than what he was able to at Southern Miss. So that's what he did. And Artur had knee surgery, wasn't going to be ready to play this year, but he will be back on the team next year. I've been told he will be back on the team next year. It was just a situation he wasn't going to be able to play this year. Then uh, you got a couple more guys like Mo Arnold. Looks like he's uh, going to play the guard position. Of course, we all know about Isaiah Moore, uh, Waylon Knapper, um, but there but there are some some new names on there. Rashad Bolden, of course, the the freshman point guard from from Jackson coming in. Trey Alfonso's a new name. Jeffrey Armstrong. So there is uh, some some young blood, but it, it with you know Kanatsik being out, maybe opportunity for for Mark Jackson, uh, the other Estonian on the team, to to step up and and uh, take some of that presence uh, from the outside. But is it is it kind of Waylon Napper's job to lose at the point? Yeah, I, I do. I think Bolden's a guy that they've been really impressed with coming in as a freshman. I've uh, been really excited about what he's been able to do as a freshman. But yeah, Bolden, they needed a point guard. They needed to move. Um, you know, Jerron Pierre, he's not a point guard, he's a two. And they wanted to do that. Tay Hardy's a two, he's not a point guard. So they bought guys in that could run the point and, and set those guys up, make the offense a lot more smooth. Uh, you talked about Mo Arnold. I did get to go to, uh, one practice, uh, and watch him. And let me tell you something, Mo Arnold is probably the best defender on the team. Uh, was Tay Hardy, it was practice, but, he was giving Tay Hardy and Jerome Pierre fit uh, on the court. Uh, just a guy that has quick feet, quick hands, gives you 110% on the defensive side. Uh, you know, it, you're right, Mark Jackson is a pure shooter. He's probably going to get some more looks this year. But they did a good job of bringing people in and, uh, you know, adding to the team that they already had. And I think they're going to be a lot better. I think they're going to have more wins, but it was so tough on the coaching staff the year before because of COVID. They really haven't had much time to uh, get prepared and, and have a team. So they're excited about being able to practice over the summer and having a full cool fall to uh, practice get ready for the season. All right, everybody. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Uh, no better time to join than right now. I'll keep you up to, up to the minute on Southern Miss Sports. Heath, thank you. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. God bless, guys. All right, Heath and everybody. Kelly Sanders lurking around somewhere out in Radio Land. We'll locate him and bring him on board right after this. Southern Miss to the top. You can go to southernmissrivals.com and sign up to be a member of Big Gold Nation, be an insider. Heath Hinton, our friend, the proprietor of Big Gold Nation, and appreciate his time today. Real real good stuff. If you if you missed the first half of the Eagle Hour, go back and listen to it. Uh, we talked first segment about uh, breaking down some some of South Alabama, and then Heath giving us a little uh, little insight on uh, the Southern Miss basketball roster and and a few things uh, to know about that. Anyway, appreciate his time as always. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, serving up delicious. Plate lunches every day, hamburger steak, turnip greens, mac and cheese, a roll, and a drink. It was on the menu today. 
and it was only eight ninety five. Of course, many of you may have stopped by Fourth Street last night, watched the Hoodats. We'll talk about the Saints later in this segment. But Fourth Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. We appreciate Slade White, his friendship, and and their uh, their establishments uh, sponsorship of this program. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty. Kelly Sander now joins us. Bob and I live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg uh, and Laurel. And uh, Sander, what's going on on your Tuesday? Well, I'm you know I, I sold my cane break house. You know that you guys took gave me so much abuse about. So I'm in an apartment now hmm. uh, until until I can build my new house. And I was up rocking my music at four o'clock this morning. And you know I'm not I'm just not used to being in an apartment. So I get this pound on the wall and I hear somebody shout from the other side. How about a little respect? It was four in the morning, you know. And I said, well, I'm I'm not really an Aretha Franklin fan, but here goes. Uh, <laughs> Boy, the neighbors must be thrilled to have you move in, Cassandra. I can yeah, only yeah, imagine. I, I I thought I was being nice, and um, anyway, I just got the bleeding stop. Um, so, so. <laughs> it was the welcome wagon. That's the new yeah. apartment for Kelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Profuse yeah. bleeding from his scalp. <laughs> yeah, as long as you know, I keep playing music at four o'clock in the morning. You know. <laughs> But uh, the latest uh, preseason volleyball poll and projections Uh-oh. are out. I've been waiting. Yeah, well, not necessarily good news for Southern Miss fans, if the poll holds true. According to the preseason uh, coaches and media poll, the Lady Eagles are projected to finish second to last in the Western Division, just ahead of Louisiana Tech. Hmm. So hopefully they'll be able to use that as some bulletin board material and achieve a little bit better on the court. I think they get started, uh, what, this week, Luke? Right, I think the yeah Southern Miss Classic take yeah, on no. uh, Valley on three p.m. on Friday. So hopefully, you know that news won't won't wind up being true. And LSU in in line with the rest of the state of Louisiana and the New Orleans Saints, in that LSU football fans are going to be required to show signs of vaccination before. They will be admitted to an LSU game this year. Now, never mind they would have consumed enough alcohol to kill any virus mm-hmm. uh, inside them before the kickoff. They are going to have to show proof of uh, vaccination before they are allowed. Uh, and just to clarify for LSU fans that may be listening, Kelly, that, that does not include drinking a pint of whiskey before the game, right? That doesn't, uh, that doesn't, no, that doesn't protect you from COVID. No, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, they say it doesn't. I think for a long time LSU fans must have thought it did. Um, but yeah, but that's but again, that's not necessarily an LSU rule. It's the state of Louisiana rule, but it is going to make things a little bit more problematic uh, for uh, LSU fans if they want to see the Bayou Bengals down there uh, this year. But of course, now just a, a week, about a week and a half away from the opener down in. South Alabama, the countdown continues. So to clarify, and I watched some of that Saints-Jaguar game last night, and there looked to be a good many people in the Superdome. Every one of those people that had come into the Superdome last night uh, were able to show proof of, of, of COVID vac- the vaccination. Am I right about that? Well, that's, that's what they were being told that they had to be able to produce, uh-huh. uh, which anytime that's the case, you know, there's going to always be people – you know, selling copies of their, you know, vaccination card. I mean, I have my, I was double, you know, have both, both of the Pfizer shots that, that were officially approved today by the FDA. 
But I noticed when I pulled out my card the other day, my name was not written on it. So I, I very quickly, you know, wrote my name on it so that so that there, you know, no chance right. for necessarily fraud or anything like that. Uh, because because if other people had their cards with no name on it, that right. would be uh, a way for people to get around that. But uh, I understand I understand the intent, but we'll see in practicality. And, know, to, and to clarify, that will not be a requirement at South Alabama a week from Saturday. Am I right about that? No such requirement in the state of Alabama. Not at this point. And we certainly keep our fingers crossed as more and more high schools across the area continue to push their their first games back because of more more schools going into the hybrid type system or completely going online, which is pushing this high school season back, you know, just like last year's. Right. Uh, this one looks like it's going to get started late. And we hope that... Uh, you know, I hope that those numbers will will continue to go down because these because this this uh, version of the virus is clearly more impactful to younger people Correct. than it has mm-hmm. been the older people, and it's not necessarily that it was specifically designed that it was going to attack younger people. It's just that more older people were vaccinated the first time around. Right. So. Here's a great segue, Kelly, uh, and he is a legendary high school football coach. Joey Hawkins is going to join us tomorrow to talk about that very thing, to talk about what does it look like for high school football and how will this this new wave affect high school football. Also, uh, what kids like Ty Keys are going through. You know, how, how difficult a transition is that uh, from high school to Division One? Athletics, so that uh, should make an interesting uh, conversation. Real quickly, and then we'll get off of COVID. But I've been meaning to ask you guys this: I love the state of Mississippi. You know, I'm a proud Mississippian, and I I do truly love my state. But I like everybody read whenever it seems like whenever there's anything posted on uh, social media about COVID, about vaccinations, a litany of people who post it's all a hoax i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that are you guys surprised by the news that that many people who won't take the vaccine are taking now some kind of animal uh animal uh antibiotic or animal medication that they're buying from uh from their feed stores and that the the state agriculture department has had to issue warnings to people not to do that I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I, I just, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, if you have a brain at all, um, I, I would just think that you would know that that would not be a really good thing, thing to, to do. do. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and if it's a hoax, why do you need to take anything anyway? Well, correct. I mean, I mean yeah, ivermectin. That is yeah. the name of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's actually a. It's it's approved by the FDA for uh to treat parasites um and maybe some of the reason it you know they it's still being uh researched about uh killing or stopping malaria transmission and of course you know we knew some there was different medicines kind of on the fringe kind of in that same grouping but yeah i mean it, when the uh, when the when the state department of health comes out and says don't take animal medicine <laughs> it's- that's just where i had to to shake my my head now, yes. does, it, does it take care of rickets? 
No, Al, Al said it does not. It, comes right, back. it, it does not. Uh, <laughs> okay. But now you 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 can uh, you can take front or is it front line? I think it's cheaper if you want to get that. Yeah, that's the little uh, thing you cut and dab on your back, you know, to get rid of yeah, the fleas I, I, and ticks. I and mean, stuff. people, come on. God gave you a brain. Use it. <laughs> okay, enough about COVID. Let's yes. let's talk about the Saints. Well, look. Well, let's push this. Let me just share this with y'all too, because this is this is of the same. So, you know, President, former President Trump had a at a, a rally last week, and uh, there was this lady that was they were interviewing, and she was not wanting to get the vaccine, and her reasoning was she was just going to quote listen to the Lord, and uh, she she began to quote uh, scripture where uh, when Christ comes back, he will separate the sheep and the goats. Um, and, of course, in that passage, the sheep referring to those who belong to Christ and the goats to those who do not belong to Christ. And at that moment, she said, I'm going to be a goat because I ain't going to be a sheep and listen to everything they've told me. <laughs> and I just begin to shake my head and I just begin to say, you just have no idea about many things, including what you just talked about. So, right. Bob, it, it's right. out there. Right. And the best thing that we can do is just to kind of uh, just pat people on the shoulder and yeah, uh, just love friend. on them and maybe share a little reality. And we them. love our state of Mississippi. I want to emphasize that. This is not, yeah, of a, course. not a dig at the, at the state of Mississippi. It's a, it's a, a conscious deal. People. I get it. I, I get it. And, I mean, y'all, I, I am. I'll, I'll let everybody know. I'm I'm. I'm double shot up now. We uh, we got double Pfizer, and uh, you know, and, and I hope I don't feel as bad second time as I did uh, the first time, which is you know always a good thing. Your body's producing antibodies, but yeah, I mean, it's a. I get it. If 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 you've got the vaccine, guess what? In- incredible. But don't don't walk around smug and haughty on everybody else. And if you haven't, you need to respect people that chose to do it. End of story. There we go. We'll be right back after Warren Zevon on the Eagle Hour. This segment brought to you by D-Bat and the D-1 training in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. Labor Day camp coming up. Catherine Maloney yesterday told us all about it for ages 6 to 13 on Labor Day from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Only $45. And it will be a baseball camp. You can go to D-Bat Hattiesburg, click on camps and clinics up top, and then a place to register uh, online. So that's coming up. Take advantage of some of the best facilities in the state of Mississippi. DBAT D1 Training, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. 
Luke and Bob and Kelly. Kelly on the phone. Bob and me in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, we talked about Edo Smith yesterday being cut by the Cardinals uh, last week, but he's picked up by the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, Minnesota does have uh, a good running back with Dalvin Cook. Uh, but, you know, uh, Edo Smith uh, getting his chance with the Vikings, so a little over a, a week or so or two weeks from uh, from trying to, to make that roster. So Edo Smith now a Minnesota Viking. And, uh, Kelly, let's uh, let's talk quickly about the Saints last night. Again, probably the biggest. Uh, you felt like this was the biggest game in maybe 15 years for the Saints in preseasons. First time uh, going into the season that someone other than Drew Brees since 2005 will be the starting quarterback. And I'll tell you what, Sander, I watched the uh, first two quarters last night. Jameis Winston looked pretty good. He did. And I would I thought just from – the financial commitment that the Saints made to Taysom Hill that he was going to be the guy. Um, but so far, I mean, Jameis Winston looks terrific and good for him because in Tampa, he was just, uh, he was just a mess. It just, uh, it didn't work out at all down there, which speaks well for, you know, systems, traditions, consistency in coaching, things like that. Um, but he only has a one-year deal. So if, if he is the guy you know, this would be the, and he's going to be the guy for a little while. They'll need to rework some things, you know, as far as extending him goes. Uh, but it would not necessarily change the way that they have used Jacksonville before. But um, now Jacksonville, I still expect to be one of the weaker teams in the NFL. Um, but still, the Saints looked terrific last night. And I, uh, you know, going into the season, it, I really didn't think that it would matter a whole lot who would start because all the other pieces are in place for them to be successful for for quite a while but uh but for sure it looks like Jameis winston is the guy right now and we're down to kind of the last hour here about uh yeah you know 10 or 12 days for the first game Jameis uh last night bob he went nine to ten 123 yards two touchdowns really came out uh, doing well uh, the Saints won 23-21. Jacksonville scored uh, 18 points in the fourth quarter. But, but Bob, you know, you look at the Jaguars, number one pick, brand new coach uh, with Urban Meyer. They got a long way to go. Oh, there's no question about that. Uh, they're not a very good football team right now. That's not taking anything away from the Saints. And going back to Winston for just a minute, guys. Here's what I observed. It just seemed to me that his demeanor was different. That he just seemed more mature. He seemed more settled. It looks like to me that this coaching staff's had a really positive influence on him. And maybe maybe this young man has matured to a point that he realizes this could be his last chance. And, uh, you know, that he better, he better straighten up, act right, act like a grown adult, and take advantage of this opportunity to be the quarterback of, of really one of the premier teams in the league. I think the, the word that she used that was most apropos there, Bob, was maturity. Uh, because lots of times you act stupid because you're just not mature, right? You know, and so he he has he has matured and seems to be maturing well and and um, doing all the right things. And so it w- it would be a real good end of to his story that he would get this opportunity with the Saints, who by all by all accounts are going to be very good. So uh, I, I hope it does work out, you know, for Jameis and the Saints this year. Yeah, well, they heard something fun. really. I heard something really interesting last night. You know, they, they talked about how Breeze has, has been, you know, speaking to Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston uh, a lot, but talked about after the first preseason game, Breeze actually, uh, I don't know if they sat down together, but he kind of reviewed the game tape and, and helped Jameis, you know, break down some stuff. So, you know, Breeze 
very still welcome. And if you're either Hill or Winston, you're you're welcoming that you know all the way. Another guy last night for the Saints, Marquez Callaway, second year player out of Tennessee, five catches for 104 yards. With Mike Thomas uh, out of the lineup, Kelly, he looked good. And and there's another situation where you know he might not have been used appropriately. You talk to Tennessee fans, and they'll certainly tell you that their coaches for the past 10 years really haven't known necessarily what they were doing. So maybe this is a, a good chance for him to, yeah. to land in the right spot. And, and a postscript to Edo Smith, you know, we were talking yesterday that we, we just couldn't understand why Edo, you know, was released by the Cardinals. But and, and, of course, it didn't take long for the Vikings to jump on him. And, and Dalvin Cook is definitely the guy there. But, you know, running backs go down so quickly. They, they get injured uh, because they're, you know, of the punishment that they take in the backfield. So yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see Ito get some significant reps there, not only making the team, but being a contributing member. Of course, the Vikings will start Ho- out 0-1. So. They'll open 0-1 yeah. because they play at Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Real I'm quick, sure they're really real quick before, we, uh, before we leave, a couple things. My parents are celebrating their 51st wedding anniversary this week. Uh, fabulous. And uh, Will Hall liked that tweet. Dad was happy about that. Hey, I'm going to be speaking at Southern Miss today at, at, at 5 o'clock at the BSU, so I'll be on campus. Looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, if, uh, if, if you haven't made it to 51 years yet, it is a – a very awesome thing. So happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Big Gold Nation sends you that. Southern Miss Baseball sends you that. So thankful you're my parents. Bob, take us away. All right. Joey Hawkins on the show tomorrow. Jim Kitchens Thursday. Ben Green Friday. We've got lots coming. Stay with us. Until next time, everyone. Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.